Hello and welcome to a special presentation of Sessions at 33. I'm Max Hatlam, Production Director for Chicago's Underground. This Thursday, November 16th, six bands will be performing at Baseline Chicago. Tickets are on sale now and can be found through the link in the show notes. I sat down with each band to get to know what they're all about. Let's go to my conversation with Lydia and Marlo of the band Laceless. Let's talk about your guys' band. Anyone that listens to your music can hear the 90s alt-rock influence. But you guys are weren't even alive in the 90s, right? So where does that come from? <laughs> I kind of found it myself. I, I don't really know where it came from. My sisters both listened to like, some good music, and so I like was raised on like Sublime and Gwen Stefani, no doubt, and that type of music. And then my sister was really into Radiohead, so I kind of like, they probably like started it, so I just knew a lot of their songs. And then one of my friends showed me The Breeders a few years ago, and like, they're like my favorite band now. Okay, cool. Yeah. What about you, Lydia? So my dad's a musician and he collects records. So we had like a whole wall full of like over 5,000 records. So me and him would like always listen to them. The Beatles, Irma Thomas, The White Stripes, Led Zeppelin, just like so many people from 60s and 70s. And then my sister, who's eight years older than me, she really loved like the Breeders. And I got her old car when she moved out the house and she left the old Breeders uh, Last Splash CD in the car. So that's like all I would listen to until I saved up enough money to buy a radio with okay. the help from my parents. <laughs> um, and then from there, I just explored people like them and um, Bardo Pond is a big inspiration, Sonic Youth and so many other people around that time. So where did the band name come from, Laceless? We were hanging out one day, and I don't know, we like decided we were gonna start a band, and then we were like, wait, we need a, we need a name. So we were just walking around downtown, and I don't know, just like thinking of really bad names. Yeah, we also got some chai to help. <laughs> we got some chai to help our inspiration. Yeah. And I don't know, I think we started going with the letters in our names, like L and M. <laughs> really? And, yeah, and then we, uh, I don't know. And we liked L more, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then, I don't know, we, we kind of liked the the sounds of each of the letters and, okay. and lace. Yeah. Lists. I don't know how that came about, but. Yeah. We liked it, and it can be interpreted however you want it to. Cool. Yeah. All right, so it's more about like the sound of the word itself than like... Yeah, okay. I think so. And it kind of felt like us for whatever reason. Yeah, and I think we're, we'll slowly figure that out. I'm here with Joaquin representing Deadbeat Daycare. So Joaquin, I hear that the members of Deadbeat Daycare live all across the state of Illinois. How do you guys logistically make the band work? How we make it work is we try our very best, and with the power of friendship, it all works out. Okay. All four of us live in four different towns, so it, it becomes like a thing of like, all right, this is a day where we have to rehearse. We have this show coming up. Let's just let's just make it work. And you know, we're rehearsing for like three or four hours. I've been practicing throughout the week. I know the band, they should have been practicing throughout the week. Haven't checked in with them in a minute, but you know. No, it's a... Uh, Everyone's passionate and everyone's willing to make the sacrifices that is required for us to meet and link up and work. 
which uh, is honestly it's inspiring. Yeah. I, I very much am so proud of my band members and like of us and how far we've come having to travel like I have to drive home for an hour to get to the burbs. Our guitarist is two hours down south in Peoria like it's a journey. We talked a little bit before this interview and you told me that when Deadbeat Daycare started out it was fewer members of the group writing songs it's more collaborative at this point. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so when we had started out, oh God, junior year of high school, and I'm a senior in college, so that's like, what, four or five years ago? Yeah. Uh, it was just me and the guitarist writing songs. But uh, about a year, like six months to a year into the band, we brought in a drummer and he started adding like beats to the song because I can't play drums for the life of me. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, just kind of getting it all together. And, you know, he would input drum beats, we'd write the main songs. But now, our drummer's writing lyrics. We just brought on a bass player this year and he's already coming in with like, here's a, here's a cool chord progression and riff I wrote, which is just so cool that he just joined this band and he's already so eager to jump on everything. That's, that's so cool. Like everyone's coming in and all of our unique individual personalities and music styles are starting to mesh into this kind of like genre-less amalgamation of sound that is just uniquely Deadbeat Daycare, which is so, it's unbelievably cool. Next, I talk with two members of Chicago punk band, Rotundos. We talk about musical inspirations, their new single, and tour. My name is Jose, I sing, I play lead guitar. My name is Juan, I'm the bassist of the band. So you guys are, I mean, we talked a little bit before and I, you said it was okay to be classified as a punk band, right? I came up on punk rock. I'm curious what your guys' influence are for Rotundos. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about Juan, but me personally, I was listening to a lot of radio uh, up until I hit my emo phase in high school, and right. then I was checking out like classic punk bands. Um, and then nowadays, I listen to more like 80s alternative, it's like my bag. Cool. I grab a lot of influence from Spanish, yeah. ska, and punk. Awesome. Um, I really like it. Cool. Spanish ska and things. Oh, I love yeah. ska, man. You gotta give ska some love. Yeah. Doesn't get a lot of love anymore. Yeah. So you guys have a new single coming out soon, right? Yeah, on Monday, our single Moving Day comes out. It's inspired just from like playing shows and being on the road and like what that's like, I guess. Yeah, we're trying to like get out of this, this city. Yeah. People actually know us out of this, this city. So that song was born like going to Urbana, going to uh, Green Bay, going yeah. to Indiana, Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like feel right into that uh, household. Yeah, and it was crazy because we had a. Um, it was in the radio a lot yesterday. Last yeah, night. yesterday we were on uh, yeah. uh, Harper College's radio. They played us. Oh, cool! They world premiered our our new track, so that was awesome. Oh, yeah. full right. circle moment for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Disco Lemonade has been making an impression at Columbia College and around the city of Chicago. We sat down to talk about the writing process and what's next for the group. My name is Marcus Bailey, and I am a vocalist and a guitar player for the band. I'm Martha White. I'm a vocalist for the band. And I'm lead guitar. I'm Ollie. So, Disco Lemonade has had quite the year. You guys have been playing around the city. What can fans expect from a Disco Lemonade show? It's just always a good time. We try to bring the energy. We try to obviously play our best every single time, but 
We got some new stuff cooking. We got a couple new songs in the works. Okay. So playing some new stuff at the show. Yeah, we might have a new song or two at the show. New as in not a part of the EP that you guys recently recorded. Like yeah, so we recently recorded our first EP at Rackstrack Studios, cool. and it was a super cool experience. But these next two songs that we've kind of got on the backlog are going to be something completely different out okay. of that. We're kind of trying to do some different genres and branch out a bit from our normal stuff. Right on. Yeah. So how does the writing process go for Disco Lemonade? There's six people in your band. It's a lot of different musicians. Are you guys all collaborating together? Is it one person bringing an idea that everyone else contributes to? How does it go? I mean, it's kind of all of the above a little bit. Like it's, it's a little weird because we started out the band like as a class and we hadn't fully committed to doing it for ourselves and for each other. I would bring in a lot of stuff or like Ollie would bring in chords or Marcus would bring something in and it was a little bit more like separated, I guess. And then now what we try to do is, doesn't work always having every single one of us in a room, but somebody brings in an idea or somebody brings in a chord structure and then we just keep running it and running it and running it until we yeah. get something that sticks and then we really streamline it. I'm here with the members of No Shelter. I'm Jake, uh, I sing. I'm Blake, I play drums. I'm Ben, I play bass and do backing vocals. So I think anyone that's been in like a punk or a metal band knows that if you're getting anywhere, you're going through the DIY scene, you're gonna be playing some house shows, which you guys have been doing, right? How has the Chicago DIY scene been treating you? Honestly, we kind of recently just started playing more in the city. Okay. Uh, we did a show at the Fallen Log. That was really cool for us, something new. And um, this doesn't really feel DIY for us. I mean, you this guys is are like, transitioning out of it. At this yeah, point, baseline. Right? I mean, yeah. this feels this feels next level for us. But just yeah, playing house shows like in the suburbs, like where we're from, and we do a lot of college shows, which is like always just like unfinished basement, right? Uh, and then like no stage, you know, crowd just gathers around, and like those are some of the most fun shows we've ever played because yeah. like you're just like basically in the crowd, and like right. the energy's crazy. Awesome. But like we're really looking forward to this kind of show too. Yeah, definitely. It's good to change it up. So I've heard that you guys played your friend's parents' restaurant at one point. Is that true? Yeah, that okay. is true. There's uh, another band that we're, we're good friends with because of this venue. Um, and yeah, his parents own this Mexican restaurant in Melrose Park called El Maná. And right next to it is another just open space they own. It's basically just a banquet hall that he sets up this, yeah, this DIY stage and we, we throws metal punk shows and it's, it's a great time. Everyone gets really into it, but yeah. you know, there's also just a functioning Mexican restaurant on the other side of the wall. Yeah, perfect. Got some steak tacos yeah. right before the show. Is it show. open while the show's going? It was open. We start tried. the show at like, what, like seven or eight, and then they'd stay open till like six or seven. Oh, perfect. So like yeah. right before the show would start. Yeah. yeah, I've had a burrito before one of those yeah. sets before. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so shout that out to El Mana, Melrose Park, and Curse the World. Curse the World. Curse the Legends. Join us Thursday, November 16th at Baseline Chicago to hear these amazing bands play. Tickets are available now. Check the link in the show notes.